Hello and welcome to another episode of the Deaf Thing Podcast with you, your hosts, Nicola and Sean. And in this episode, we're going to do the review of the book called The Dip by an awesome guy called Seth Godin. And with this, I leave you to Sean to give an intro about the book. Yeah, so I heard about this book, uh, not from Nicola. It's one of the few books that I wasn't, I didn't get the recommendation for, directly from him on. But it turns out, of course, he read it in the past. So uh, another thing we have in common. And the interesting thing, it's a very short book. The audiobook is like an hour and a half, maybe. And if you sit and read it, I don't even think it would take you an hour to read. And it's about a very simple but very important concept and it's something that he calls the dip, which if you've done a uh, sport or martial arts, you can kind of equate it to the plateau. So you start off at something, you're terrible, but you're so bad that with a reasonable amount of effort, it's easy to get a lot better. And then you get to a point where things get hard. And at that point, it might be months or years of practice that you require to get to the point where you're really an expert in whatever it is you're trying to do. And that's the point where most people give up. And his primary point is that you really should do a lot more quitting. And that is, if you get to that point and quit, you've completely wasted your time. You've chosen the wrong thing. And if you didn't have the drive to push through that dip, you should might as well have just not started. But if you actually want to accomplish something, you want to be the best in the world at something. And he does say the best, not one of the best. And we'll explain more about that in a minute. Then you need to push through if it's the right thing for you. So what he means by the best is let's say you want to be, I don't know, a doctor. And it's kind of silly to say, I'm going to go to medical school and then I'm going to be the best doctor in the world. Well, that's a little bit too broad. Maybe you want to be the best pediatrician or the best pediatrician that specializes in, I don't know, feet or broken arms or tonsillitis or whatever. Just pick a narrow enough specialty. I want to be the very best veterinarian who specializes in cats in central New Jersey. That is something I can aspire to and something I can achieve. And if you don't aspire to be the best, at least in some narrow corner of your field, then you're probably wasting your time. You should quit now before you invest in it. Find the thing you need to do that you want to do and invest in that. Awesome. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, <laughs> it's actually one of, as you said, one of the shorter books. It, But it's very cool how, you know, a book can be, this book, honestly, can easily go to 500 pages. You know, this example, that example, blah, blah, blah. But the guy, he, I could be wrong here, but I think all his books are very on a shorter side, but he gets the point across and that's awesome, right? And yeah, it seems like uh, people, especially majority, sell for, you know, let's be honest and say, you know, good enough, quote unquote, to just get by. But that's not how you get to be the best in the world and as painful as it is he does say that and the thing is those who actually quote-unquote make it once they make it here's the very important point once you are at the top do not do not stop 
what you should do, you should just deepen the dip. Meaning that the new people that come in who have, you know, the passion, the skills, the whatever, the willingness to preserve and get to the top, you're just making it way more harder for them to get through that dip. Yeah. And and it's also meant to be encouragement in a way, because let's say you want to be the best guitar player in the world. Okay. You're probably not going to be the best in the world, but if you want to be the very best guitar player in the a Jimi Hendrix tribute band that plays at weddings or whatever, you could probably do that. And the thing is, you may look at people that are way better than you think you're ever going to be. If you push through the dip and put in the years of practice, you'll get there. You can get there. There is nothing about you unless you have some kind of, you know, physical disability that prevents you from using your fingers. There is probably no reason why you can't be as good as your greatest hero or idol that plays an instrument. It's really just a matter of putting the work in. And he says that dip is kind of the the ticket to entry. That's the barrier that keeps out the scrubs. You know, that's where if it was easy, everyone would do it. Everyone can do it. You just got to pay the toll. So you can be amazing at something you want to be amazing at. You know, you want to be a great programmer. You want to be a great guitar player. Um, you know, an athlete. You want to be the, a great basketball or soccer player. You can get there if you really want it. So figure out what you want. Also, let's say you're interested in seven things. You may have to completely abandon six of them and pick that one, the one you really want to be the best at and pursue that with everything you've got. You can't do it half-ass. You can't pursue three paths and give it your all. Pick the one thing and do it. Yeah, totally. And also that's where he says that quote-unquote winners actually do quit, but they quit sooner when they see that they don't have what it takes to get through the dip in this particular area. But know this, when they do find an area where they excel, where, where in the work, they don't even call it work, they don't think about it as work because they love going to work and doing the things that they do, they're just going to nail it. And yeah, I mean, awesome book. Uh, and even though definitely... it's short and we just talked a long time about it, we didn't cover everything. You know, we hit the major points, but it's definitely worth giving it a read or a listen to the audiobook. And it's it's an hour and a half. If you listen to it at 2x, you can be done with it in under an hour and you'll probably get some benefit from it. Yeah, definitely. And as there's one quote that I have from this book is that almost everything in life worth doing is controlled by the dip. So do it. And what by talking about, you know, especially athletes, there's this thing called deliberate practice. Although you can also say that there's deliberate practice in programming. Yes, at some point, as you said, you come to a certain point. For example, so fitness-wise, you know, you get to like, I don't know, craziest 6% body fat, right? From 6% to something like 3%, there's way more work to be done than even crazily, in, you know, from like 20 to 6 I'm not nowhere near in that scale, um, but you know, I, I know about this because I read a blog by a guy that was actually doing this. And funny enough, he was basically saying what Seth Godin is talking about here about the dip. Yeah, it's diminishing returns, and even to give it a a non-effort but based analogy, but a dollar-based analogy. 
Um, I'm interested in microphones, as anyone who knows me knows. And I've been recording and doing things since 2005. And I have become a big fan of a guy named Mike Delgadio, who's Booth Junkie on YouTube. And he does a lot of microphone reviews. And one of the things that he said is, if you get to the point where you're at, you know, if you're at like a $50 microphone, upgrading to like a $200, $300 microphone is going to make a big difference. But once you're there, from a 300 to a five or 600, it's going to be better, but not enough that it's going to shake your world. And once you have a $500 mic, if you go to a, like a $1,000 mic, it's such a small improvement if you can even notice it at all. And if you go from a 1,000 to like a 3,000, 4,000, they, they do exist, uh, $3,000 microphones, easy to find. Um, the top ones like the, the Neumann U87, it's a, it's a standard in broadcast. But, you know... Should you spend $3,300 on a microphone if you have a $1,000 microphone? Should you spend 1000 on a microphone if you have a $500 microphone? Probably not. They're diminishing returns, like rapidly diminishing. So find your point and go with it. And I, I don't know, if you're at 6% body fat and you have to struggle to hit five, you got to ask yourself, is it really worth it? Is it, how much of a difference is it going to make? Yeah, and I actually laughed because when you mentioned, uh, you know, the microphones, then I thought of the thing that I was recently researching, and that's, uh, how do you call them, road bikes? And, you know, you have them starting at $1,000 and all the way up to $16,000, 20 even. And here's the thing. I talked with uh, one of our dear guys that works with us who actually finished multiple Ironmans, and he said, you know, honestly, if you buy that for 1000 and you're considering to buy one for 5000 honestly, Nicola, that $5,000 bike is not going to make you go two minutes faster. It's just not. Yeah. If you get to the point where you're the second best in the world and you think maybe that extra $5,000 bike is going to give you that 14 seconds you need to beat the first best in the world... Uh, maybe, but uh, exactly. if you're doing it on the weekends for fitness and fun and, and the feeling of achievement, just try to beat your own high score. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, hashtag continually improving ourselves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With this, uh, we basically close this episode about The Dip by Seth Godin. Again, all recommendations. Go read it and find your own area where you're going to create a dip peace out (laughs) fight your way through that dip yes exactly all right bye everybody bye bye thank you for listening to the dev think podcast to reach us for comments show suggestions and other feedback contact us at info at dev think that's d-e-v-t-h dot i-n-k our intro music is by rupa deadweiler no animals were harmed in the making of this podcast 